Blake, season two, episode one of the Campbell's Campbell's podcast. We are back for 2022. I welcome you in. How are you, mate? Good, mate. Great to be back. Yeah, can't wait. It's been a very long time coming. <laughs> Not really. <laughs> I like we just finished our our season wrap up a couple of weeks ago, but it was probably two months ago now. Mm. Um, big news straight off the bat. We've secured a sponsorship. How exciting. Very exciting. Very exciting. It's uh, major steps in yeah. the progress of the podcast. Progress of the podcast. And we can't thank our viewers enough. It's because of your um, engagement and, I guess, listening trust and everything with us. So thank you, viewers. So basically, we have signed a contract with up-and-coming bookmaker and banter group and community just in general, Dabble. So if you haven't downloaded Dabble yet, download them on the App Store. They're available on iOS or Google Play. They're a great bookmaker. They are the way of the future. There's, they've got banner groups in there. Once you create an account, you can post your tips um, and people can copy tips and, and share tips. It's all good fun. They've got some of the people in there, Blake, high name celebrities. You know, We've got Heath Shaw. I think Robbie Farrer's in there. Uh, John Hastings, the Duke, a cricketer's in there. So there's some pretty big names. And you're a user of Dabble, aren't you, Blake? I am indeed. I just, I love the fact that it kind of incorporates the social aspect with the, with the, uh, the betting as well. You know, you can share your multis and, and all the kind of stuff that you're interested in, put a little description in it, in the stuff that you post. And then whoever you follow, just like any other app, um, social app. You can see what people post or what people share that you follow. So it's um, it's pretty handy. It's a nice, highly, uh, highly interactive. Eh? It's it's good for the young people like <laughs> us. We enjoy following each other's tips and getting on big multis. And when they salute, it's all good fun. Everyone goes off the band group. So everyone that's listening in today, um, we're gonna have a few links in future episodes and posts where you can join our private Campbell's Gambles group. All you have to do is sign up using our promo code. Uh, we'll reveal that on a future social media post on Instagram and Facebook at Campbell's Gambles. So without further ado, let's go into our off-season review. Blake, how was your off-season? No pun intended. <laughs> <laughs> well, um, I haven't had too much of an off-season myself. <laughs> Hong Kong's uh, got a little bit of a different schedule to Australia, obviously, but... Um, yeah, I mean, in the Australian off-season, we've had pretty much the biggest meetings of of the year going around in Hong Kong. Um, we had the International International Day was towards the end of last year, which was um, very exciting. It's always good to see Golden 60 just romp home against anything. Was that 15 <laughs> in a row or 16? Or oh, it's like 18 now, roughly. Oh, so, but, so, um, sorry, Golden. It's, it's, <laughs> it's only going up. It's only going up. But yeah. um. Yeah, no, it's yeah, it's been a lot of a lot of stuff happening over there in Hong Kong, and there's still been decent racing in you know in around the country, especially in uh in Perth. So, yeah, um, it's been good to watch. I've still been keeping keeping track of it as much as I can. 
How about you? Oh, well, well, there is no off-season in Australia. It just gets shit. The racing just gets shit. <laughs> After the Melbourne Cup, it just all drops off. Um, obviously, mm-hmm. it went, went over to Perth and, and Pikey almost completed the treble. Uh, that would have been basically one of the highlights of the uh, of the racing season. Um, however, Pikey's been out of action, but I saw news. He's back on um, on Saturday. Well, apparently he was back mm. yesterday, but um, I don't know what's yeah. happening over in WA. I haven't kept tabs with it. <laughs> the vaccination laws and the premiere, but we don't want to get too uh, political on this podcast. We try and keep it uh, horse racing only. But uh, it was it was. Uh, I didn't really have much of an off season, just more stress as usual. But uh, <laughs> the receding hairline just went back a couple more inches. So it was good fun. But um, anyway, um, left. Yeah, <laughs> right. Once COVID uh, sort of, once everyone's immune to COVID in a couple of years' time, hopefully we can get over to Turkey and get that um, sorted out. <laughs> get the procedure done and dusted, and we can go back to looking like uh, maybe Justin Bieber or something. But anyway, regardless, is there any horses that have left a mark on you, either in Hong Kong or Australia, uh, in the time that we haven't done any podcasts? Any standouts? Uh, there's Tough. a lot. There's a lot happening. Yeah. Hey? Tough question. Yeah. Actually. Uh, yeah, it is, it is. It honestly is a really tough question to just be kind of, you know, thrown yeah. um, because, you know, like, well, what I was going to say is in Hong Kong, there's, there's so much happening. Like I said, all the big races have been going on and everything. And a lot of, um, a lot of talented horses are making their debuts or, you know, have had very few runs um, off the top of my head. There are a few, like there's a horse called uh, Loves Only You mm-hmm. who's been recently, Oh no, not loves only you. It's um, lucky with you. Similar yeah. name. Loves only you is the one that won on international day. But lucky with you is undefeated, and has just continued to improve in I think three starts now undefeated. But there are there's a number of horses, you know, with kind of similar setups going around at the moment in Hong Kong who are just, um, you know, on a massive massive upward spiral because in in Hong Kong they all start the debutants all start in class four um on the rating of 52 so yeah you know if if they are destined for sort of open class in the near future they get they got a long way to go from class four to get up there so that you know they usually do string together three or four wins um or good performances before they kind of get to their their right rating um and meet competition that's similar to their ability so yeah it's um it's exciting times it's always it's always interesting to be comparing the debutants and horses coming up with the uh, the proven horses of that level. So, yeah. yeah. Oh, well, for myself, I thought, watched the replay a couple of weeks ago, horse named Marabai for, uh, I think, Kieran Ma and Dave Eustis. I thought she was very impressive. Um, she sat off Satorial Splendor in a listed race. I think it was a Caulfield. Satorial Splendor was running sub 10s. I'm pretty sure I saw like a 9.8, you know, 200 meter sectional, which is ridiculous, or 9.9. And uh, Marabai sat off that and she kicked away. I'm pretty sure Jamie Carl was on board, kicked away and she was all out late. And I think a weight game was charging home, but I thought that was a really, really good win. That because Satorial Splendor, pretty sure, finished basically last. So for that horse to kick off that tempo and uh, basically be eased down the last 25 meters and whatnot. Uh, I thought that was really good. And I think she's definitely a horse we can follow into uh, group races in time. She definitely looks like she can be a group class sprinter. Um, and there's a horse in Queensland by the name of Golden Artie. He won last uh-huh. week. Yeah, he won last week. I 
I remember on debut, my trial file was uh, Palazzo Spirit when I went to Eagle Farm last mm. um, season uh, with the podcast, my trial file, mm-hmm. and he won a race. Um, but Golden was charging to the line and did a lot of things wrong. Um, he returned pretty fairly at the Sunshine Coast, possibly a touch unlucky. And he came out last week. He was like 15s in the seven, and he really knuckled yeah. down late. And it was a yeah. really good win. I saw him get tipped on punt hub actually. It was a really I was all over that. I was all over that horse. I, I had a sneaking suspicion you'd bring him up in this segment, Jason. <laughs> well, <laughs> you I were just, talking him up so much in the when he after his trial, you were all yeah, over him for his yeah, debut. Yeah, because that that Palazzo Spirit's a pretty smart horse. I got tipped off that he was mm. um Steve O'Day's best two-year-old he's ever had. And Golanardi mm. really put it down to and I, I was actually speaking to our Greyhound trainer Mark Cat about um golden because he backed him first up at the sunshine coast and i said wait for that horse to get over 1200 meters and poss- possibly further and you can have a large wager on him but fuck he ended up 15 dollars in that race and I, yeah i saw someone tip him on punt hub i don't know who it was yeah. but well done it was a very educated tip yeah. it was good so it was a good win from mr Artie. He knuckled down late and i reckon he's a very big player in the magic millions and on that note we're covering two races this week one of them will be at gold coast it will be the wave but we'll start off at Rose Hill Blake. Track conditions, weather and bias. Uh, weather for Saturday will be 30 degrees and raining. The rail's in the true mm. position. Uh, there's a downpour on Saturday, 10 to 25 millimetres expected. The track's currently a heavy eight. By race day, I have absolutely no idea. It just depends how much of that rain hits and when it hits. Um, expected yeah, track bias, Blake. I'm at a swimming pool by Saturday, I reckon. Sorry? I said it will be Parramatta Swimming Pool by Saturday. I reckon. <laughs> Jeez, you wouldn't want to go there. You get COVID there for sure. <laughs> the local swimming pool. Jesus Christ. I mean, mothers running around. Little five-year-old children. Fucking absolute, absolute super spreaders, those little five-year-old kids. Mm-hmm. Jeez. I always throw you the hard questions, Blake. Track bias. Tell me. <laughs> well, wet track at, uh, at Rose Hill, there's only one way you can lean, I think. Um, and that's that's favouring leaders heavily. Yeah, uh, that'll be my guess, but you know, never really know these days with the races. Yeah, curveballs every every weekend, but um, yeah, yeah I don't know. Quite, yeah. It's quite like gooey at Rose Hill, eh? Like, I yeah, like Golden Slipper Day a couple of years, especially Golden Slipper of like when Stain Side won, and then I think who won the year before? I've got to have won, but it was just nothing made ground. Yeah, mm. yeah, it's it, I don't know. It's it's always a very sort of leaderish bias, regardless of of the of the weather but when it does rain it gets really really sloggy yeah big time all right so, um, let's yeah. go into the first race let's not waste any more time the only race we're covering at rose hill be the listed january cup race eight over the two thousand meters very tricky stain race this open market uh we've just had the scratching of the favorite lord ardmore who looks or well, not looks like he is going to the gc he's probably already there mr ardmore in his little his little uh i guess i was gonna say kennel he's not a dog but let's move on um so yeah he was most likely scratched and he is scratched so it leaves this race extremely wide open we have korea dearest it's a current four dollar favorite on dabble speed matt blake who looks like uh who's the likely leader in this race well i was hoping jason that you could help me out with this one because um i mean Fun fact will go forward, and so we could all go forward from wide. But honestly, apart from that, when I looked at it, it didn't look like there was really any speed in the race. Yeah. Um, so unless you've got any any further insight to that. 
Yeah, well, all I'll say is when fun facts in the race, you always know it's got to be a genuine, a genuinely run race. So I don't think many of these horses will kick up from the inside. Definitely not pecuniary interest. She, or not she, he struggles to, to start. Uh, maybe South Pacific. We've seen him in the past go forward. Creedir is, is not going forward whatsoever. Possibly Welsh legend can kick up and box seat here. Um, I guess we'll get into the tips. I am with Muberes here at a bit of a price. I think he is terrifically undervalued in the market here. I wouldn't be surprised if it's the same syndicate Muberes as the as um, Lord Ardmore. And I think the team have made, I guess they've pulled the right reins here. I think Muberes, the key for me is back to Rose Hill. He's absolutely flourished at Rose Hill. Uh, he won a couple of benchmark races last preparation over the mile to 1800 meter mark. I think there were 88 races. Uh, he's had four starts to the track for two wins and a third. Um, and in that other race, he was at 1500 meters on a heavy nine in group three company and he hit the line really well. So I think from barrier three, he can sit a touch closer. Um, Jason Collett's on board. I like Jason Collett. He's a good jockey, especially in wet conditions. I feel like he takes a lot of chances and, and cuts back to the rails more often than some other jockeys. Um, and I don't think the heavy track's too much of a concern for Muberes. I think you actually appreciate getting back on a on a uh, rain-affected track. And I just can't – I just don't have much confidence with horses short in the market here. So I'm happy to touch Muberes at an each-way quote. What about you, Blake? Um, well, in terms of the shorter price runners, I do agree to an extent. It's a pretty open market and – the thing with Cryderis for me is I've I've really wanted to see him kind of put a win on the board in his last couple of runs. I've been following him um, and I've liked sort of the way that he ran a few starts back. But last start, I mean, it, it wasn't exactly what I wanted to see. I was hoping that he'd be able to improve stepping up to the 2,000 metres and be able to sort of put that uh, big finish on over the 2,000 with that extra distance, just be able to kind of finish over the top of them. And it looked like he was going to in the straight, um, but he sort of peaked on his run and then Parry Sound found the gap and, and shot through to win. The only sort of excuse I could potentially come up with for that run was just the step up in trip. Um, and he just sort of needed that, that run to now find the 2,000 metres properly. Um, but at $3.90 favourite from barrier eight, he's going to get back. And like we both said earlier, it probably won't be favourable to get back. Um, I can't can't have him at that price. And the other thing as well is the wet track. He doesn't have any heavy form. Yeah. He's got decent soft form, but it's always a query when you're in a complete bog track. Um, in terms of the shorter price runners, Order again was my favoured out of those. I liked his run in the same race uh, behind Parry Sound. He was pretty much on one rein the entire straight because... Cryodirus came down the outside of him and there was a gap on the inside, but Cryodirus shut him out of it. And then um, I'm pretty sure Glenn Schofield was aboard. Yeah, he was. And um, he basically eased back for, to behind Cryodirus and then was just tugging at the left rein to pull him out from behind Cryodirus pretty much the whole straight. And he only just got out towards the end, finished off well, uh, sort of in line with attorney who came from like dead last. Um, so J-Mac on this time, say uh, the 2,000 metres looks good. He, he handles the wet conditions as well, which I really like. 
He's drawn not too bad in barrier seven. He will get back as well, but um, yeah, the way he ran last time, I'm, I'd be pretty confident that he'll run again pretty well on the weekend. So order again is probably my main main interest, pecuniary interest as well. I just love the way this horse is going. The, the, win, the win first up was insane, missing the start and then just absolutely demolishing the field. And then to come out and, and back that up second up um, with pretty much an equally impressive win, he only got the gap late and then shot through to win by pretty much a length. Um, I really liked both of those wins. Now he's got 53 kilos from barrier four. The, the start you mentioned, Jason, is, is a bit of a concern, but if he does start sort of relatively well and sits a little bit closer to the speed than at least he did in his first start, he did sit fairly close in the second start. Um, he wasn't too far back. So if he gets sort of a similar run to that time with only 53 kilos and if he handles the wet ground, which, I mean, he's got seven starts on soft ground for five wins, so I'm sure he will. Um, I think he's definitely in with a chance with that light weight on the wet ground. So those are probably the main two that I'm looking at. Yeah. Pecuniary interest. That was uh, Ed Tay, the professor, the absolute, the God of the country selections. That was his, that's his baby. That's his stable horse. He still loves that horse. He still follows it like anything. So shout out to Ed Tay. I think everyone loves Ed Tay. If you are, if you're a big, big follower of putt up in the last two oh, minutes. <laughs> um, anyway, let's move on to, I guess, one of the, the better segments. Um, it's been very arrogant here, but the JC trial files. <laughs> I don't even know why I, I'm the one who bloody brings in this. But anyway, regardless, uh, they went very well last year. I don't know what the record was, but I think we won more weeks than we lost. So that's always a positive. Um, I think we're like nine from 12 or eight from 12. Something, something good. Had a few decent stretches. <laughs> something good. <laughs> something good. Something good. So I'm going, we haven't put the trial, uh, the trial report up for a while. So I've got to start doing that again. I've been a bit lazy on that. So people on the social media have been asking me, where's the trial report? I love following and putting them in my black book and whatnot. So as of next week on Monday nights, we'll get the trial report out for everyone um, and just show you horses that you should follow from that week. Um, we've had some pretty decent horses end up in that trial report. Espiona, Saki few other horses like that so anyway regardless i'm moving to canterbury tomorrow night race two number six nay to remember don't like the name whatsoever very bad name got no idea what that means but obviously the people that own this horse um they have no imagination whatsoever because the size is called no nay never and the dam's a day to remember so they've just basically put those two things in a hat and they've just come out with nay to remember so Regardless, we don't talk about horses. Uh, we don't we don't pick horses on their names. And if I was, I wouldn't be picking this horse. But it's had two cold trials this time in. And that's very common with the Jason Coyle stable. He generally likes to snag them back to the rear and just let them finish off on their own merits. Uh, recent one behind Wolfburn was very good. And I think Wolfburn, he's, he's a pretty decent gallop. I know he hasn't broken his maiden, but he's run second or third in a few decent races. And I'm pretty sure... He was in the Group 1 Champagne uh, last preparation when Halau and Captivant ran very well. So Wolfburn's a pretty classy galloper on his day. Uh, his, his debut effort was sound. It wasn't anything amazing. There was a bit of support on that day. It was 26 in the 18. Um, it wasn't anything amazing, I'll say it once again. But it was a sound run, and he has a bit of ability. He looks to come back better this time. He's drawn a peach in Box 1. With the key booking of Jason Collett, I'll say it once again, I don't mind Collett from low draws, especially on wet tracks. Being very good to me, he can cut the corner 
and he does ride for luck. And I think this horse will need luck. You're getting $10 on Dabble currently. So I think it's a great each way price. There's only eight horses in the race. If you are having a bet, I'd suggest get on it now. So even if there is a scratching due to the rain tomorrow, you will still get paid out. So obviously a bit of deduction. So that's my um, trial file for this week. I'm going to throw things over to you, Blake. You've got a Hong Kong horse to follow. I do. Um, so, well, it's ex-Australian actually. Um, and I just found that out a little bit earlier when you mentioned it, uh, looking up California Sky, ex-Snowden, I think you said, Jason. Correct. Um, looked at... I had a look through the through the runs um, when it was here in Australia, and it, it had a had a promising uh, resume building. Mm-hmm. Anyway, since been sold to Hong Kong, obviously, and has trialed up over there. I think maybe four or five times, uh, roughly, and is undefeated in its trials, apart from its first trial where it ran third behind a horse, which I mentioned at the start of this podcast. Lucky with you, who's currently undefeated and has just been demolishing fields. Um, and the horse that ran second is Five Elements, who I've also mentioned on this podcast last season, uh, made his debut at you know, late stages of last year and also has a nice, uh, nice record building. He's not undefeated, but he's had a few wins in a very short uh, Hong Kong career. So California Sky running third behind both of those impressively and then undefeated since. He's also beat horses uh, like Highland Fortune, who's rated well, and Pins Prince, who's... Another horse who's only had maybe three starts and won two of them. So very, very promising form uh, in amongst the trials and the form prior to going to Hong Kong in Australia was good as well with two uh, wins in his last two races before he left. Um, so I'm pretty keen to see what this horse does. I'm pretty sure he's drawn barrier one. Karis Teton's booked to ride for his uh, debut, ru- debut run and that's in race three. Uh, this weekend in Hong Kong. So keep an eye on that. Race three, number five, California Sky. Straight to the front, Teton, and don't look back, son. Keep on going, son. Kick, kick. <laughs> anyway. um, that's the one. That's the one. Yeah, barrier one for a horse that's in Australia. He'd love to lead. Jeez, it's pretty good find there, Blake. I think be interested to see what price it opens up, but I don't think the bookies will miss it. If they do, <laughs> jumping on. But anyway, let's move into Gold Coast or onto Gold Coast. Uh, we've got the track conditions, weather and bias. Weather for Saturday, 28 degrees and raining, unfortunately. Rail's in the true position. 15 to 20 millimetres of rain forecasted today. 10 to 50 millimetres of rain forecasted tomorrow. And Saturday, I think, was uh, 0 to 5 millimetres. So still a bit of rain in the forecast. Track's currently a soft 7. Could be a heavy 55 come race day. <laughs> um, I don't know if this meeting's going to go ahead or not, but uh, if, if that full 50, meters, uh, 50 millimetres of rain hits on Friday, I, I think we're in grave <laughs> doubt. But uh, any uh, expected bias, Blake? Do you normally watch Gold Coast on a Saturday when you're having a cheeky party? <laughs> very rarely, Jason, very rarely. Only when I'm in a hole. <laughs> <laughs> oh, geez, that means I'm in a hole most weeks. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm a constant viewer. I love the Michael Costa yard up in Gold Coast. Oh, Michael Costa. Anyway, oh, you love a bit of love a bit of that, don't you? Yeah. Um, what do you reckon for bias? You've probably got a better idea than bias, I do. Um, Gold Coast, when wet, wide. You like to be wide. Mm. Um, I have noticed recently, same with Kembla Grange. I think Kembla Grange is another track where very similar to Gold Coast. When it's uh, when it's dry, you just like to hug the rail like no tomorrow, but when it's wet, you want to get to the outside rail. 
But I have noticed they've struggled to make a lot of ground. But with the rail being the true, I'm expecting the inside parts of the track to chop up badly. And I'm expecting horses that are drawn wide to actually be suited. I wouldn't be too concerned. I think almost wider the better. And I'm also expecting a lot of scratchings. I think stables like Gollum, um, Tony's a very, very adapt trainer, obviously. And if he has a horse in, which he probably does, um, that he doesn't like, he'll just scratch it. Um, if he doesn't think he can get around on the, on the wet track and you're set for another day. So I'm expecting plenty of scratching, plenty of mud, and plenty of horses that finish about 100 lamps last because they can't get through the ground. <laughs> anyway, we'll see what happens. What about you, Blake? Similar? Yep. Yep. Agree. 100 lengths last is being, being conservative, I reckon. Yeah, <laughs> there'll be some running backwards when the barriers open they'll come out the back i reckon some could <laughs> really really stretch out eh? <laughs> yeah it's gonna be it's gonna be nasty yeah but, um, well, in terms the of the in the the tub wave the big one at the gold coast on saturday yeah who are we looking at do you want, do you want to oh he's just he's he's taken over you're the, you're the host now hey um so yeah that, that's well, the we've got we've got lord ardmore there yeah as the uh as the four dollar, I think he's equal favorite. No, he's he's standout favorite, four dollar favorite. Yeah, that's, uh, what, that's what that will do. They, they don't, they're not scared. They they just put them. That's in, the one. They stand them out. You know, <laughs> that's bullshit. That's it. That's it. So um, I think we have had a a late scratch. Uh, well, recent scratching of dynamic impact number two, but um, Lord Ardmore is the current favorite mm-hmm. in the in the wave race seven at the Gold Coast. What are you looking at, Jason? Uh, well, Chris Waller's obviously got a stranglehold on this race. He's got Lord Ardmore, the favourite, and Will House, the second favourite, or uh, at least equal second favourite. Depends where you're betting, but I'm betting with Gavel. So uh, I'm looking at Tamalade. Uh, it's a terrible setup. It is a terrible setup. Um, I will say that. And if he does finish 100 lengths last, then I probably should have said, well, where's your hindsight? But Obviously, uh, what I mean by terrible setup is 1,200, 1,400 up to 1,800, where this is probably, you know, probably a 2,000-meter race. Um, <laughs> I'm just sticking away from Lord Ardmore. He was my, probably the one I really did cling towards just because he has those tough lead-up runs. But he is a leader, and I just I just can't see him winning from off the pace. And he will get, if he does get to the front, then I just, I just feel like he's going to be running in quicksand unless Brett Pebble really does angle off the fence. Um, but that very rarely happens. I really do like to take on leaders uh, on tracks like this when they chop up badly because I just find they just – horses towards the outside that are drawn wide can just go two to their one in the express lane. Um, so I think Tamale is one of those horses. Consistent as ever, this horse. He never runs a bad race. He has failed to miss the placings in nine career starts. Uh, he's had three wins, four, four seconds and two thirds. Two from two on the heavy track, so that's a massive plus. Um, drawing barrier 14, I really do like. He'll get back near last, and hopefully um, Mr. Thompson can wrap him around to the outside and really get him humming late down the express lane. Um, obviously, he's not very well weighted, only being a 73 rater, um, and this is a weight-for-age race. Um, but, you know, you're getting, well, you're getting 650 now. He's been heavily supported. He's 11s in the 650. Um, he's out of Adelaide. He hasn't run at the 1800 meters, but he's runs at a mile suggest he should get it. Um, obviously his last run, at, his, his last run, last preparation was a bit flat. Um, however, I'm happy to forgive that effort, uh, because he did have two mile lead ups into it and he possibly that run, he possibly needed further. He probably did need the 1800 in that run. And I feel like he just ran a bit flat. So 
I'm with Tamalade, and I could probably make a small case for C. Marie. Uh, she does love the wet track, and I think she'll stay the trip. Blinkers go back on. I like the wide draw too. And Mr. Jimmy Byrne is a very adept rider um, in big races. What about you, Blake? Who have you landed on? Uh, similar thoughts with C. Marie was one that I did have my eye on. Nice each rate price. You're getting $13 a win, $3.70 the place there. Uh, wide barrier, like you said, not too bad. And Jim Burns stuck been with the horse for a while. I believe he's had maybe nine rides on the horse for four, like four weeks. Yeah. So um and and I do I do remember seeing that last run uh behind uh Zenifer. That's yeah. how you pronounce it. Um and it was it was pretty decent. So I am a fan. I'm a fan of C Marie. But um the horse that I do have my eye on closely for this race and the way that I'm most likely going to lean on the day, depending on the bias and the way the first six races go, because at this stage, like you, you got no clue, like what, <laughs> what's going to happen? What the, what the hell's going to happen? Like, anyway, who's going to be in the rat. there could be scratchings and which could affect the speed map, which could affect my top yeah. selection. So I've got to get back anyway. So, you know, some of these horses could get scratched, just realistically mm -hmm. speaking. Dynamic impacts yeah. are being scratched. So the wetter yeah. it gets, I wouldn't be surprised if there's a few scratchings here. Yeah, a lot, there's a lot to happen before the race starts on Saturday. But yeah, at this stage, for me, Love Tap, um, I think the form of Love Tap is, is pretty well the strongest in this race coming into it. Um, and I really like the horse on the wet ground. I... Honestly, could be way off here, but I, I have a feeling I recall a run of his, at in Sydney somewhere in Sydney, that one win that he's got on the heavy track, the one start, one win on the heavy, and I have a feeling it was a bog track. I yeah. have a feeling it was a bog track, and he and he it loved it. Bad heavy, like he loved it. Bad, mm. bad heavy. I remember. Yeah, I had, he got heavily. He got yeah. heavily supported. Was that Goldman? Mm. It was a heavy six. So um. Yeah, so with that, you know, sort of lingering in the back of my mind, and and the other thing as well that that pushed me into love tap was Nash Rewilla. I've been watching the the last few meetings up in Queensland, and Nash has been riding insane. Some of the some of his rides have been absolutely top class, and um, well, we all know he's a top class jockey, regardless. But um, with with him in form and on board, happy to take love tap. I think he he has led in the past, but I don't think he'll push to the lead in this race. Um, he'll likely settle. See, well, in his last few runs, he's done the same thing. He settled sort of fourth, um, sort of that that one or two pairs back. Uh, with barrier five, I think Nash will keep him off the rails. So you know, I don't think it's too big of an issue him being drawn low-ish. I think he'll be sort of one off and then be peeling wide in the straight. Um, so yeah, I really I really like the setup for Love Tap. I think he's probably got the best setup in the race in terms of his barrier, where he's going to settle just off just off the pace midfield um, and he handles the wet going. So happy to him stepping up to 1800 meters with Nashville Willer on board. I'm very happy to go with him at $6, $2.25 on dabble. Um, but yeah, like you mentioned as well, Jason, Seymour is probably the one that Beautiful. All right. We're going to go to our $100 viewers competitions to quick update on that. Last season, it was a great success. Uh, we had a lot of contributors. So thank you to all the guys. I think we had about 20 or 30 people throughout the season. 
come on and give their tips for the uh, selected group one races. Um, everyone that was in the top three got paid out. So hopefully you guys have uh, won some money with those um, bonus bets. Um, so it will return next week. We have two new viewers set to ballot out for the Magic Millions uh, two-year-old and three-year-old races. So that's the update on the $100 viewers competition. We haven't forgotten about it. We are doing it and it will start next week. I'll put a post on Facebook and Instagram on the Wednesday night. Same thing goes, tag a mate, uh, like the post, like the page, and you'll be entered into the draw. And then if you are selected, I will message you personally and ask what you want your $100 on. Anyway, Blake, we got our own little battle. It restarts again. I think you took it out last year. I, I didn't even do the results. I was, it was a narrow victory if, if I won. Yeah, it was. I think it came Never down. way it went. I think yeah. it came down to Zaki, I'm pretty sure. Zaki? I don't know. There was, there was like something at a dollar thirty where you backed it, and maybe it was Nature Strip, and I didn't back it, and it won. Mm. And my, my horse came forth for a place as usual. Got yeah, it was a nail biter, that's for sure. Especially yeah. after the lead that I had in the first couple of weeks, mate. I absolutely exactly. shit the bed there. <laughs> yeah, absolutely, yeah. well and truly. But I won't be doing that this time. All right, season two. <laughs> I'm taking the lead and I'm keeping it. <laughs> right, beautiful. On that note, who are you with? Love tap each way, 50. Beautiful. All right, I'm going to copy you. Oh, the 50 each way. Tamale, 50 <laughs> each way. All right, best bets for Saturday. Anything that stands out? <sighs> tough, tough, tough. There is a horse running at Rose Hill in race three by the name of Sir Lemur, who I've been following a lot lately. I just don't know what happened in its last run, four and a half lengths, eighth at Warwick Farm. If... You take that run out of the equation, I think, you know, that's this is a really nice race for her. But, yeah, I don't know about that last run. There's she's, Apart from that, there's... got a run really, She ran yesterday. Yeah, well... It's going to be a three-day we'll backup. Is that not a leg up or what? We'll well, that run was just so bad. Like, I I don't know. I honestly Great. don't know. But Great. there's another horse as well in race nine called Nifla, favourite. Yeah, uh, that's, a, that's a massive, massive race. Huge field. So it's a little bit of a tricky one. But... Um, that's that's a promising horse. I like it. Jeez, I haven't done I haven't done form for that race, but there's no way they're running on a three day backup. No way, surely not. Surely not. If they do, if that's not the biggest leg up you ever see in your life, then I don't know what is. <laughs> Jeez, do you reckon they just took her out the back the other day, like like the old crimson rims, and just didn't do anything with her? <laughs> well, she got smashed. She was like three fifteen to two ten as well, and just did nothing. No, that's a big facade. That that's that, that's just a cover up. So they got to back her from six fifty into a dollar ten. That's what they'll do. That's what they'll do. <laughs> anyway, I'm going to stick on the Gold Coast, Blake, and I'm going to the race after the wave. So after we when we clean up on Tamalade or Love Tap, either of us win, we can still promote it. Good marketing power. So fingers crossed for either Jockey and Camp. Hopefully they both win. Um, <laughs> I'm going to stick with race eight, number five, King Klaus. First up here. Unblemished record on the heavy, two from two. Absolute speed demon, this horse. Has speed to burn. Love it drawn wide. Absolutely love it. One turn here can just stick wide. I don't care if it's 10 deep coming into the home turn. Will not use up any extra petrol. It's probably best if it's 10 deep. Um, that might sound stupid, but um, <laughs> but you know what? I, you know where I'm coming from. I, I think one of the biggest overrated things in horses is barriers, especially from sprint starts because they're only getting one turn i've seen that many horses sit three and four deep over 900 meters and a thousand meters and win races 
It's a different mm -hmm. story when you're sitting three or four deep over, you know, 1600 meters when there's like two or three turns and you run into wind and blah, blah, blah. But um, I don't think sitting wide over sprint trips on very rain affected going is too bad. And I think 900 meters has got to suit this horse out of the ground. Uh, currently around the $10 mark on Dabble. I think it's a great each way bet. Probably not my best bet of the weekend, so I'm going against it, but I think it's just a great solid bet, maybe for a, for a place multi or something like that. Anyway, Blake, that's about it. How was, how did you feel first uh, episode back for a couple of weeks? I don't know, a little bit unusual, not used to it. <laughs> no, no, it's, uh, it's good. It was, um, little bit of a quick one only a couple of races to do this this week but um next week i think we'll have a few more and there'll be a few bigger races but um yeah yeah it's good to be back it's good to be back just thought we'd dust off the vocals this week ease into yeah, it that's the next, one. next week go bang you know so anyway yeah, with that the uh our saturday racing package is back first saturday after christmas uh fortunately enough we ended 2021 on a high uh, with our last week of tips winning. We are looking forward to a profitable 2022. Um, if you want to get involved, our website is cginsight.com.au. You can follow us on social media at Campbell's Gambles on Facebook, Instagram, and TikTok. Uh, thank follow us on Dabble too. Follow us on Dabble at Campbell's Gambles. And I'll also like to thank Dabble for jumping on board the whole process. If you haven't already downloaded the app, please do it. Uh, get around for, it for dabble and i'm pretty sure it would be one of the better 20 or 30 seconds you've wasted in your life because it's a good mm -hmm. community of blokes and it's it's just fun it's interactive and yeah, it, it is it is it's, it's something really the fun. other something the other corporates can't compete with really and i, I feel like mm -hmm. sports bet ladbrokes neds and whatnot will eventually start rolling out some of their own thing and just copying dabble's idea but you know uh it's be interesting to see but Regardless, I'd like to thank you, Blake, for joining me once again. And thank you to everyone that is listening. And best of luck on the pun on Saturday.